de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 90. We are almost to 100. Very exciting for my spirits. Um, <laughs> I hope we are finding you with some hope in your heart and joy in your present and future. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is De Colores Radio. I wanted to take a moment today to share that on this recording day, which is much earlier than when perhaps you are hearing it, um, it is February 9th. Um, which was actually the birthday of a Dallas legend um, and is now officially recognized as such Juanita Craft Day here in the city of Dallas. Um, Juanita Craft was a civil rights leader here. Um, she was actually born in Round Rock, um, but she later traveled here, started working here, um, and helped with the NAACP chapters. Um, she actually helped to integrate the State Fair of Texas, um, as well as some major public universities such as the University of Texas, as well as the University of North Texas. Um, and she did so much more incredible stuff that I wish I could get into details right now. And maybe someday in the future, um, we can have someone on that has helped um, kind of keep her, her name alive and also to upkeep her home, um, which is now a museum in Southern Dallas. Um, so it is a really big deal that we have this day here in Dallas, um, but she also went on to serve two terms as a Dallas City Councilwoman um, in 1975 and continued to do amazing work up until her passing. Um, so we just wanted to take a moment to honor that because that is a huge deal, um, especially in a city like ours, where we often see a lot of black history, indigenous history erased. And it is important for us to remember the lives and legacies of the legends before us. And if you want to learn more, definitely look her up. I am not doing her the justice she deserves, um, but we are always grateful um, for the powerhouses that came before us. So so uh, I'm glad to see Dallas recognizing its own. Um, in similar news, I just want to quickly add, I don't even have this in the script, it just came to mind, um, but this weekend, February 12th, 2022, um, 49 years after his passing, we are finally seeing a Santos Rodriguez uh, sculpture unveiled in his honor um, near where... Um, the young boy was murdered in the city of Dallas. Um, I personally do not believe the city of Dallas has done enough to honor these people. Um, I do think it is a shame. Um, I'm pretty sure we've talked about them multiple times on this show before, but I did want to state these things because dates do matter and these people and their lives um, obviously mattered. Um, so I want to continue to uplift these names and their legacies and only hope, pray, and fight that the city of Dallas can continue to transform um, our city for us now in the present and for the future as well. So that is my quick little rant to start our show, um, but also some important history I think we need to know. 
so I will jump back into my script and say last episode, we were joined by the amazing artist, Pretty Boy Aaron, who we now manage. Woo, look at us. Um, it's honestly been such a joy to work with him and to get to know him better. Um, I do hope you all have checked out his music. Um, I am not just hyping him because we're managing him. I genuinely enjoy the music. Um, and I look forward to all the exciting things he has in store. There are some new things coming up that we were a part of, obviously, and I'm really, really excited because it definitely um, allowed me to help uh, flex another creative muscle I hadn't I hadn't played with in a while. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed that process, and I think you all will like it too, so look out for those. Um, we did also get to play a little Patreon exclusive game with him, which was a lot of fun. He told us that he had a foot fetish, um, and we didn't judge him because everybody deserves to be their true selves. Um, I, I uh, also dropped a new blog recently about how the past year has been um, since I resigned from my job uh, and chose myself. And I believe our, our sweet little Pat has actually um, still been curating uh, their best exclusive playlist. So um, please remember, if you want to see the full raw, unedited video version of any of our latest episodes, you can subscribe and get all of it at patreon.com slash decoloresco, um, starting for as little as $3 a month, um, which of course helps us to become a sustainable platform. So now that I've mentioned little Pat, where are you at? Can I get you to jump in? It's time for everyone's favorite uh, segment. But before <laughs> we get into that, how are you doing little P? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, what have you been up to? I am overwhelmed, if I'm being <laughs> very honest. <laughs> You're like keeping it cute, but I'm like, I can't even front. I've been overwhelmed. That's where I've been. I think I think um, going dancing, and I hadn't done that in a so long, kind of recharged me a bit. Like, it was yes. cute being like with a bunch of masked people just dancing. Mm, um, I don't even know what dancing with masked people is like, because Dallas does not believe in masks, so... <laughs> I'm gonna have I to just like pray. Yeah, when I'm dancing, I'm just praying that Covadina is not floating near me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I um, hate that you have to feel that way. But yeah, no, I think that kind of recharged me a bit. So as I adjust to a new like work schedule and stuff, it's been kind of nice to do that. Actually, so, yeah. since you mentioned dancing, I'm gonna if I can throw in our juice guest host a little bit sooner than I planned. I would love to do that because she was my go to dance partner of the last like five years. I don't even know how long we've known each other now. Welcome, Maria Yolis. How are you? Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm just navigating the world as best <laughs> as I can. We're all on the verge of tears while pretending that we're fine right now. <laughs> just making TikToks and saying everything's fine. <laughs> just going viral on TikTok and not getting to dance in public like we used to comfortably all the time. Yeah. Um, well, everyone, thank you for sharing your truth because I don't want y'all lying to me. But we know now it's time for everyone's favorite me mood 
you are listeners an insight into our personal energy into how we are feeling right now into the reality of our existence i literally can't look at myself when i do that part uh this is what i consider the modern day diary that's right we're translating our feelings in the best way we know how means it's time for me mood shall we let our guests maria go first yeah, let's have her go first. Please, give it to us. us. So let me let me pull it up. Give me just a second. And then in the meantime, Yolis, you're more than welcome to start um, prefacing it, prefacing it, getting everybody ready. Yeah. So um, <laughs> had my coworker quit her last oh, day. Oh shoot! I didn't it know was, that. Uh, last Friday. And uh, anytime an email comes in my inbox. This is my exact reaction no. to it. <laughs> Describe like, to us what's happening. <laughs> so I work in a very fast-paced uh, advertising agency. Yes. And, um, you know, it just, I am traumatized by these teams, messages, teams. <laughs> the sound uh, effect triggers. Dang, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yes. And I think as an anxious person who is under the cloud of perfectionism, mm. it's... Uh, it's not the best. No, <laughs> so, it's um, not. Yeah, but we is- have Squidward, his face. Yeah, yeah getting so, squished. Um, for those listening, uh, this is Squidward's day off episode of SpongeBob, <laughs> where he has the day off, but he's just like so overwhelmed by if they're not doing the work at the Krusty Krab well. <laughs> Or just checking back in that he can't truly enjoy it. Oh, this and is feeling like, too familiar. But he's making me up. And he's like, you know what? I, so in the image, he's smiling, but he's dying inside. Yes. His, his nose literally falls off. His nose falls <laughs> off and he's just deflating in front of it, the audience. And just falls to his own, like, just... Demise. Yeah, pretty much. So the fact that you knew which episode was that I was, was my like, favorite this part. This is the like Maria on brand. <laughs> she said she episode is one of these bunch of like Wikipedia's that I know in real life. That's <laughs> true. I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> she always knows which one to reference or like the episode number. Yeah, like for example, the the quote from that one episode is like, uh, "Say something else." Tax exemptions. <laughs> 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 something else maria is also good at educating the streets on um yes. Kat, what you got for us so like i said started a new job i'm trying to get back in my business bitch bag because Ooh, managing an artist and doing social media again and communications for a company for nonprofit is some work honey and i did not remember having a schedule so this is me trying to live my best life we love a good chihuahua meme I think we're pro Chihuahua memes in this in this, uh, in this podcast, uh, but she's wearing a blonde wig. She's got pink glasses on, wearing a little strawberry outfit with her little pink laptop, aka her Game Boy <laughs> um, Advance. So yeah, that's that's my mood that I'm carrying right now. Currently, is business bitch energy in the form of a Chihuahua. I love that everyone is very specific about their memes. Like Maria was like episode 709 of SpongeBob SquarePants. And Pat was like her Game Boy Advance. And now I'm going to show a meme that is uh, very different. 
Uh, I <laughs> I could have played the music, but I got you the picture. I know we probably shouldn't play it because we don't want them to sue us. But uh, <laughs> Maria did create this work of art. I created the initial background image, um, which is an image, a very deep fried image of myself um, from when I visited my favorite place in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is the Trader's Village. Um, and I had just finished listening to the new Chalino podcast. And I was like, I have to go listen to Narco Corridos immediately. And so I went and as I was tweeting about it, I went to look in my meme folder and I saw this image and I was like, I think I'm the meme today. I don't have to look for other ones. And so then I deep fried the image to saturate the shit out of myself and make it so pixely <laughs> and then I put it out in the world and Maria returned it back to me with some blingy gifs that say, buenos dias, you're an angel. And it had, um, what is it? Uh, Flor de, what is it called? Campo? I can't remember the name of the Flor song. Flor de Capomo by Carlos y Jose, yes. which is like a Michoacan classic. From oh, my family's obsessed. So I was like, thank you. If only you could hear the audio. Maybe I'll post it on my feed one day. Um, but I am your very stressed out Thea that tries to keep it together and still look cute while doing it. Um, I know the sticker is like, don't get jealous. I know I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that one too. Oh, <laughs> it's I live, very on brand. I live for the WhatsApp messages <laughs> with random blood. Uh, I bet you if you sent that to your dad, he'd make it go viral on Mexican WhatsApp. Uh, maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll find a husband. Just kidding. I'm not looking that hard. Anyways, we have our meme moods established. So now I'm very excited um, to obviously I already did welcome one of I feel and consider um, uh, OG De Colores Collective. Uh, I want to say team member because you've helped Ooh. us so much from the jump. Literally um, our first episode, she was there. Oh my God, that's true. Now I'm going to cry because this is, feels like a full, yeah. full circle moment. It really um, is. But she is a rock star in her own right, and I am grateful to have seen her journey and also call her a dear friend. Um, so welcome back to the Colores Radio, the beautiful Maria Yolisma. Um, and then, of course, um, after the juice, we have a long-awaited interview. I consider her a Latino music legend. Um, we'll be rocking with a phenomenal artist turned manager turned artist uh doris anai i'm so excited um to be bringing her on a little bit later so let's jump into it this is el juguito the juice where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture politics news and more maria before we jump into the juice please tell us how you're doing what you're up to what's going on um so <laughs> i have uh just been on a, a self journey. Mm. Um, I think uh, the pandemic taught me to value the stillness in in life and value wow. these, these moments um, that I get on my own, right? And being comfortable with being um, by myself sometimes. And mm. so, been listening to just a lot of self help podcasts, a lot of Love it. Bernie Brown. Yeah, um, she's fun. I so, always say she's my favorite white woman because yes. I don't trust that many, but she is one. Yeah, she <laughs> actually had an episode on, um, you know, speaking to imposter syndrome, but also uh, the racism that's within a lot of these girl boss spaces mm. and how um, a lot of feminist spaces are only really made for white women. For so sure. I think that was a good, like, it, 
you know, a good episode in terms of looking inwardly and being an advocate, even when we are trying to find our self journey, it's sold to us as this very like self care. It's, um, there's actually a book about, uh, self care being capitalized in, in the current times that we're in. It's like, mm. called, um, meditation or make self care, but it's all about oh. how these apps are, you know, you have to pay for these very surface level things when dealing with capitalism, basically. But I digress. Right. Apart from that, it's a lot that of sounds good though. Inflicting journey or self finding. No inflicting self healing. Yeah, journey. like no zero self inflicting yeah. anymore. <laughs> yes. No. I I actually really appreciate you saying that because we it's it's almost been um, a year back to doing the show post hiatus because of quarantine. And I don't think many people are sharing what you just said. And I know a lot of us are feeling that, right? Um, especially folks that were out here organizing and grinding and working full time and partying and like all the things we were doing, 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 literally like bus, nether bus, you know? Um, club. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, club, nether club. Um, and now it's like quarantine requ like required us to sit down and be still. And then we had to get comfortable with our discomfort in order to survive. So I just mm -hmm. appreciate you sharing that. And I um, honor you owning that because it takes a lot to do that. And to also know that you're still just as amazing and powerful as um, you were as this dreamer, as this organizer, as this, you know, a cultural curator, as this comedian, like all the titles you wore, like you can still be that and more um, in your stillness. And also you don't have to do anything at all to be valued. So, exactly. well, we're going to jump into the juice now because we've got a couple things to talk about and we don't have too much time left. Um, I thought this was interesting um, I'm actually going to jump into some kind of local news, but there were four gorillas that tested positive for COVID. Oh no, it's five, five gorillas, one more than I thought that tested positive for COVID at the Dallas zoo. And I don't even know what to say about this, but like, it feels very Dallas to me. What do you think? What are our thoughts? How did these poor gorillas even get this? This is just, I think, well, I think they said they like are routinely testing them for it oh, and they wow. just happened to test positive. So I don't know, maybe patrons going to the zoo are just bringing it all up in their face. I have no clue. It makes me sad yeah. for them and I hope it doesn't affect them terribly because that would be really tragic. Yeah, it's it's really sad because they're just like, you know, they're not wearing masks. They're not being vaccinated. They're like out there being just exposed. living. They're already caged animals, essentially. I know. So when I read it, I was like, I know. That's but really I'm like, where else would this happen besides Dallas, though? True. Sharks and gorillas, you know? It's just really <laughs> not you uh, shaking and nodding. I'm going to need some uh, unmuting reactions because I'm just sitting here <laughs> sad unmute, and quiet. Unmute. Um, yes. So anyways, I do think, I guess to me, it's always a reminder of how similar or genetically we are to these creatures as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're technically some of the first animals that have um, tested positive. So I think that's really interesting um 
It, it makes me feel like we're back in 2020, to be honest, when animals were testing positive at the beginning, too, at the yeah. zoos. <laughs> I was Wait. like, is this, is this an omen? <laughs> and then cats could get it, too. Like, mm-hmm. the big cats are also at risk, so they're yeah. just... Yeah, people who have been getting yeah, people who've been getting sick right now have been staying masked up and away from their cats because their cats are getting Omicron. But the dogs aren't getting it. Ca- dogs, I think, Allegedly. have, but not recently. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> As a cat owner. <laughs> As a cat owner. No, I didn't have my cat whenever I got sick, thankfully. So Oh, you didn't have the cat at all at that time. Oh wow, I didn't even th- I feel uh, like you had the cat for a while, but I guess that's one of your newer titles is Cat Mom. Yeah, <laughs> some of those unexpected ones. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, that's, what, that's when the magic really happens. That's what they say. Um, well, that is local news. This is Texas news. Maria, you know a little bit more about this than I do, um, but I have been following her work for a couple years. I do really um, admire her, and I feel really connected to her and her story and her campaign. And I decided I didn't really care to put on for a lot of politicians anymore because I just, it's just a slippery slope. Um, But Jessica Cisneros is running for Congress um, in the Laredo district. Can you tell us more about that? I know there's been some tea with that uh, political game. Yeah, so Texas it's is nearing their primary elections this March. Um, so early voting does start February 14th. Hello, and happy Jessica Valentine's. Nettles is on the ballot for those folks out in Laredo and surrounding areas. And as you know, Texas is re- was redistricted. And so the maps are just drawn out so awkwardly. Even worse, yeah. Yeah, so interestingly enough, a couple of days ago, Henry Cuellar, or I don't even know how to pronounce his last Cuellar. name. But you know, he Cuellar. probably says Cuellar, because he probably, Cuellar. he like Ted Cruz, they don't really, they don't really. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but you know. he actually got raided by the um, Department of Justice, uh, or the FBI, and... Just this, a little rain moment, no big. Just a little the FBI. <laughs> the FBI, damn, Quayar. Just a raid moment, you know, they yeah. came out with bins of his computer. God damn. Wait, so they haven't that, told us what's in there yet. No, they haven't. Oh, and damn. I've been following that news pretty closely because I think it's um it's very telling of his campaign. And he was saying that, you know, that they're not going to find any wrongdoings in, in, in any of this and um, for those of you who follow Jessica Cisneros, you know, she has a little bit more robust of an explanation if you all want to go follow her Twitter. It's JC Cisneros, Texas. Um, but I think it's very telling, right? It's a couple of days before early voting starts. So mm-hmm. while it does kind of, for those new voters, right, to see about him, uh, a lot of the established voters in that area kind of, they follow him, right? Like he's got... A, you know, first, second generation of folks who have followed his his um, political career. So that's kind of like his his whole platform is like, I don't have to worry. I have all of these well-established voters. But um, I think Jessica, where she comes in is that she's doing amazing field work. You know, her and her team are really 
hitting the ground running, even when she ran this last go around and to see her do it again is, is very admirable. Absolutely. And yeah. So if you can go support, uh, yeah, I will say she has been very kind and like even supported the colores a little bit. So to me, I'm like mind blown. Cause she's a huge deal. And so for her to show us love, even before this campaign, like nothing to do with it, just kindly, genuinely supporting. I, that is a real, I want to curse because that's how I naturally would talk. I, it doesn't get realer as a human who actually cares for right. people doing good work. And so to me, it spoke so much volumes to who she is as a person. And I, again, don't care for politicians anymore or anybody running anymore. But if there's one person I can tell you in this state to vote for, it is absolutely Jessica Cisneros. So we're very excited for her campaign. Tell us again where to find and follow her and support her campaign. It's at Cisneros, Texas on social platforms um you can still donate to her campaign and follow along um on social media and if you live in that surrounding area you can find more information on your ballot at vote411.org and just for those in general in texas definitely look into your ballots as well as there are a lot of very important seats that are being um put for election including greg abbott's oh god that is a whole mm, isn't that a shame i don't even want to talk about the damn governor because i'm just over yeah, no, all that's that. a whole conversation within itself yeah post our little ice our, our ice storm second ice happened. storm yeah for we sure were all, we were all traumatized from oh i was i was i'm glad y'all were okay because i was a little yeah, stressed out over here worried that the storm was gonna hit y'all real bad it honestly, because of how bad last year was, I was just like mentally like, let me have a craft. Let me get my lights. Let me like days leading up to it. I was just so nervous. But yes, I am glad that it was pretty minimal compared to last year. Um, again, I won't get into Abbott too much, but obviously fuck him um, because it's just exhausting to see our existence constantly um, belittled. Um, but Yes, support Jessica Cisneros. I was trying to keep this positive because she deserves so much. And I hope to see more amazing people like her um, running in our beautiful state of Texas. And then this is probably going to be old news by the time this episode comes out. But I was a little shook. But the inter- And the internet was a little bit shook. And uh, I just thought it was funny because my Pisces queen, um, Rihanna, Rihanna, um, is pregnant and um she's pregnant by asap rocky and I i'm not laughing at her pregnancy i'm just laughing thinking of the memes for the record the memes were quality <laughs> i do i do love when an internet drop happens and then everyone reacts like aggressively and it's like they were ready mm-hmm. um but also like there was a few months ago everybody's like she's pregnant and then she was like no i'm not pregnant and I was like, I was more traumatized the first time. So when this happened, I was like, you know what, sis, go ahead. Go ahead and get that. <laughs> he is one of the, he's definitely a, a fine looking man. I don't know if his spirit and heart are great, but I'm assuming that she knows best. And uh, yeah, I don't have that much to add there. Do y'all have any feelings about this? I love the Rihanna fan base that like, there was this one video on TikTok where she's where this girl was like cross examining this video to tell us that she was pregnant before oh the announcement. It was like, Y'all see that jacket? 
she's hiding her belly she's got that she's got that i think i saw it it was the orange one yeah she was walking into sephora and i just love like fan bases that like know everything or have these theories and I was I was living for that moment and definitely the memes too. They're full blown detectives. It's not even stands at that point. It literally becomes <laughs> full blown detective yeah. work. Well, FBI, well, FBI, Quayar, they need to call the stands of the Navy, <laughs> uh, Beyonce Legion, the BTS like, Army, BTS Army. They're next level because they yeah. actually helped us fight the local Texas government. I mean Dallas government <laughs> last year. <laughs> so. I um, I stand culture is a little frightening, but also they are fucking iconic. Um, <laughs> yeah, the memes of everybody crying about the fact that they're not getting an album till probably 2024 has been pretty funny. And then, but my favorite was probably the New Moon one because I just watched all of the Twilight films. So seeing ASAP and Drake as Jacob and Edward and her as Bella was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I did also like seeing that video of Drake where he's in like a uh, some seats and he looks at his phone real sad. Did y'all see oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh, Drake is so easy to meme because he is an emotional movie. Scorpio and he yeah. just does not hide it very well. Yeah. Um, well, I think that is technically all the juice we have. Maria, is there anything you want to share with us um, about what you're up to or we where we can find and follow and support you? Yeah, well, I've been, um, you know, I tried to do a little segment called Candid with Candidates, where I jump in a little bit more onto civic engagement and talking to uh, some of these folks that are seeking seats in office. Um, In Dallas, we have a lot of folks who are running for Texas House of Representatives, as our Texas legislature also gets um, some new folks voted in. So feel free to follow at Maria Yolis across all platforms and period poo thanks for having me and she's being very humble but when we tell y'all that colores would not be rocking how it's rocking without maria i really mean that because she has been there from the jump she's helped us with art shows she was iconic at the fucking comedy show we did Mm -hmm. and she helped us oh go ahead pat no you're fine i was like you can go um but yes it was just so it's just so much of our of our success we owe to uh, beautiful yes, community members like maria so thank you friend we love you and uh you know you're welcome anytime i think yeah. i think you have the most appearances on the show i could be wrong though <laughs> i'm cashing in on that i um probably probably <laughs> all right well that wraps it up for us here at the juice and we will take a little break Hello, this is our commercial break, where I am here to encourage you to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash decoloresco. You can also donate to us at decoloresradio.com slash donate. We've been doing all this amazing work for over four years. We deeply need your support and your help. You can get all the exciting BTS videos, all the cringy moments in between each segment, on our patreon so subscribe today thanks welcome back to the show uh doris anai has been around music her whole life whether it was singing with her family at church as a kid or listening to the boleros and mariachis that inspired her grandparents love or sneaking out to punk rock shows during her high school years music has always underscored important moments throughout doris's life Becoming an artist manager after college, 
Doris championed the type of music that made her feel seen in her first-gen Latinx existence. And alongside her community, she built musical worlds that simply did not exist. Cultivating a fierce commitment to representation, especially one that reflected the truest parts of her artists and the world around her, Doris could no longer ignore the signs that led her to write and release her own music. And so, with her first release, Que Sufras, co-produced by another music executive turned artist, Camila Camilo Lara, Mexican Institute of Sound, and Danny Murcia, ex Mañana, Doris transmutes her industry experience and takes on the vulnerable role of artist, producing, singing, and writing about love, loss, and heartbreak. With an EP slated for release here in spring 2022 and a forthcoming documentary release that recently premiered at Sundance, which profiled her years as community advocate and music manager, Doris continues to build even bigger worlds for reflection, participation, and belonging. Welcome to The Colores Radio, Doris Anai. Y'all, what an intro. Listen, you gave me chills. You, you reading that? Are you kidding me? I had to do you justice, queen. You deserve. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful journey. It's been one of those, huh? It it (laughs) has. Because to me, when I introduced you at the top of the episode, I said artist turned manager turned artist. Because from what I learned, I think more recently about you is that you were you've been an artist from the jump, yeah, right? Surprise! And, and then- <laughs> Hannah Montana wig has come off. She said, "Yeet, the wig is gone." No, that is so beautiful. I'm so excited to to have you here on today and to get to learn a little bit more about your story. So thank you for joining us. Um, we're so happy to have you here. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. That's been such an intentional and beautiful introduction. So thank you. I love it. I love it. Okay. So from your bio, we learned that you were surrounded by music your whole life. And that's a hundred percent. One of my first questions was what, who got you specifically connected to music, um, in your early years? My mom's side of the family. So Mm. my grandfather, was a pastor and he raised all of his seven kids to basically be like the musicos for the church wow (laughs) so all my uncles are worship leaders and pastors my aunts as well and so they raised all of their kids to also be musicians and so every single holiday was like a jam session and oh um, wow it was it was like how we spoke to each other you know and Mm. spent quality time and so i since i was born and was surrounded by i was born into it for sure and do you feel like you were born with the gift naturally? Was it something you had to learn? How was that process? Um, honestly, you know, someone asked me this last year, like how long I've been singing. And it's like, I don't have a memory where I was. <laughs> where I think like singing and speaking came to me simultaneously. Um, mm. So, I, I, yeah, for as long as I can remember, I've always. You came out singing. singing. Yeah, I think when you're, <laughs> when you're raised in it and you're mm-hmm. surrounded by it, I think it is a talent. It's a gift that is passed down genetically, honestly. No, it makes yeah. sense. It really does make sense. That's why I'm like, ooh, my family did not get the gene, but that's okay. <laughs> but it is so beautiful because you really took it and transformed it in such a way that is like so special. And I, I even wonder because you have siblings as well, right? Are you the youngest? Yes. Yeah, I have two older brothers. 
And so you're the youngest of three. What was that like in your in your upbringing? Oh, I'm definitely like little big sister for yeah. sure. <laughs> like I don't think I give youngest child energy. Ooh, I, think I, I feel you. <laughs> yes. It's definitely serving eldest immigrant daughter. You know, like all the pressure, all the pressure. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think being the only woman. Mm. Um, I think just specifically in my situation is that I was the only one that was born here. Mm. My family, or I was the first one that was born here. Right. In my family, and so I think um, being the youngest came with a different set of responsibilities that usually like the youngest doesn't get you know like my brother's group in Mexico um and then here you know and then I had a full experience of just running around Southern California but as the baby with a lot of responsibility I don't know I felt like Matilda right and almost (laughs) too much responsibility but you don't even know until you're older and you're like oh crap I should not have been doing all of that probably I should have been a kid Oh, yeah. Reading legal documents at seven years old. (laughs) And then translating it all somehow. Yeah, we did that. That's real. That's real. And so from at what point, I guess, did you realize you were gifted or that you wanted to work in music? Or was that something you kind of knew early on as well? Um, Well, we were always to like sing in the church, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was always centered around that. And so for as long as I can remember music was always just solely used for church purposes and then it wasn't until like I think when I was like in middle school and I you know went through like my emo phase my punk phase I was like oh wait (laughs) there's a whole industry behind this and I really became obsessed with like the why you know I think I was always obsessed with like pop stars and their stories and then fans and their stories and then becoming a fangirl and like wanting to know absolutely every single freaking detail and it was into college that I realized that there's a whole industry that backs this you know mm-hmm. and that's when I discovered like the inner workings of right uh, of that and that's when I fully stepped into like oh like there's doors opening up for me to be in the music industry rather than an artist maybe I should do this right and were you studying music in college as well so I went to college for musical theater. <laughs> okay, I was like, I feel like I saw you post something about being a show choir person. <laughs> I was. And I was like, I love I this song. Musical theater child. That was me. Uh, when I was in high school, I discovered musical theater. And I was like, oh, this is my ticket out of the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. so my sights were set on Broadway dreams as a wow. kid. Um, so I got into Cal State Fullerton's musical theater BFA track, which is like Beautiful. a pretty solid program here on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. so I thought I wanted to do. And then I had like a midlife crisis in college or a quarter life uh-huh. crisis in college. And right. after three years of doing that, I decided to double major in communications and try working in the music industry instead. Um, and so then that's when every single door started opening and I started working in music, booking shows, interning, um, and so forth. Then the story goes from there. Beautiful. I um, am so, I think it's so astounding. Oh my God. What I don't know if you can see. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> the dog just knocked over my background. It is not. Today is so Why funny. Why did I finish the most chaotic episode of all time? <laughs> I just have to laugh because I don't know what's happening. Oh my god, you did that laugh really? But no, because literally, do you see that? 
<laughs> I think I just, like I think I blinked and then it happened. It just, he was I heard him and I was like trying to tell him to stop no. and then he just kept going. So now it's just knocked over and this is why you all should subscribe. Oh my goodness. Subscribe to Patreon so you can see it happen. <laughs> I hope okay. you record that and make it into a TikTok and it can go viral like that one kid who like walked into his dad's like office, you know? Like, yes, yes, that did happen. I remember that. Oh my god. And the god. mom came and got the child right yes. now. Well, I have no one to help Teddy. I hope he's okay. I don't really know where he went, but um oh my, my apologies. I Oh my god, you're fine, girl. You know, we're here. We're doing the best we can. I I love like this is the thing let me let me go backwards actually a little bit if i can okay so i remember when your journey first began like you obviously were managing a artist that just like flew to the top immediately and i remember i think dallas was maybe one of y'all's first shows or something like that yes. if i'm not mistaken yes it was and we were like we were there i think we went to like one or two of the shows that happened here and we were like big fans of, of Kuku, right at that time and so it was just like oh we heard that this is his manager and it's a it's a, a a mexican woman like a young woman and we were so excited and we were like oh that's dope like we all thought that was so amazing and pat feel free to jump in um if you want to share any of that because pat was definitely a, um, a little more connected into the music industry here um than i was but de colores was already active and we were talking about um you know the artist i think back yeah. when we started in 2017 yeah, it was 2017 one of the first episodes you recommended his music yeah and oh i did when, yeah you oh, were listening, you, he was your who you got and then um he actually was like hey like should i book him in texas and i was like bro if you don't do it it's one of your biggest mistakes right okay. and he did and that was like the tour that took y'all all through texas oh my god yeah that was six dates that was six yeah. dates in texas October of 2017, we did El Paso, San Antonio, McAllen, Houston, Dallas, and Austin. Wow. That That's all of all of Texas, baby. Wild. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I learned. Yeah. We learned how big Texas was. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was, that was yes. my first time in Texas, actually. Oh, how beautiful. Well, yeah. And, and I think mm -hmm. that's where cause it was like. I don't think we knew you at the time. I don't even think we no. tried to reach out to you or anything, but we like knew of you. And mm -hmm. I think that speaks to your volume, right? Because you were such a beautiful person who did this with heart. And to know that this upcoming, like iconic, I would say at the time it was very iconic to have a Latino figure that was felt more our vibe. That yeah. to me, I was like, whoa, behind every like male artist that is impacting there is a bad bitch behind them like a hundred percent and oh, so it really you. felt like today or this episode and i you know i i think i just personally met you a few months ago but it was just like oh wow and she's now starting her own career it just was so like this is who i want this is who i've been waiting for actually mm. i've been waiting to oh. see a baddie like this mm -hmm. right like a woman reclaiming herself like that is what, what i've been dreaming of so it was just like today, this episode, even through the, the slight hiccups and, and, and silly things happening, it's like, wow, this is life, right? Like you literally got to keep rolling. And so I just wanted to honor you because I think from Google 
and I don't even know the details, obviously, of what happened in that journey, and that's okay. But to me, you started so much of what is now this Latino indie music industry. Like that's, you, yes, you sure. did that, mm-hmm. and so I just want to give you your flowers oh. because now we do, we are seeing the amazing like you know, Luna Lunas and the Omar Apollos and like all these other people and, and especially Dallas, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen such a beautiful flourish. And so I want to make sure that yes. we honor you as a manager, but we also let you shine as an artist as well. Yes, most yeah. definitely. Thank you. That was such a beautiful affirmation. Are you kidding me? Quiere llorar, wey. It's wild to think about it in perspective, you know, where yes. that, that season of my life happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it all went by in a flash and obviously the pandemic, it just induced a pivot in all of us, you know, right. and, Absolutely. And, and made the space for this new chapter. So. Mm, I love that induced a pivot. That is a hundred percent what happened. It is, it, it was a moment for us to return home to ourselves. Exactly. I love it. So then I will continue with my actual <laughs> questions. I have um, something that I've noticed. I, I think, I believe we've recently mentioned to you, we, we have started to manage an artist as well. Yes. And I've realized uh, how male dom- dominated it is off top and how, how messy it can be. So how do you best ground yourself navigating all of this? Well, now I think I'm extremely intentional with surrounding myself with as many femmes as possible mm. on my team. Whereas, you know, like, um, you know, I'm just getting home from like a week in, in Texas with Silvana Estrada. Right. And our crew was, you know, three women and like one boy, you know. And wow. it's such a drastic difference from when I was touring with like 10, like teenagers going on to like uh, adulthood, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and having to play mom probably. In serio, yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, love, love that experience. I think I was meant to have that chapter in my life. But now... Um, you know, we still have to deal with the male-dominated industry. It's it's of the name course. of the game. Right. It's what happens. Um, but that's you know, as as a woman, having to assert your yourself and um, and stand your ground. And you know, there's even you know some women out there that take on toxic masculinity as well Listen. and the way they navigate this industry. So, <laughs> I, and not even that, just this industry, right? We see it in art. We see it in community work. We see Everywhere. it in every yeah. space because patriarchy is that strong yeah that unfortunately a lot of uh women and femmes feel the need to then take on this kind of toxic masculine role oh, sure. to re yeah. to re-amplify white supremacy and i'm like oh, I, we don't sure. have to do that y'all i promise we don't exactly. but misogyny is that strong unfortunately so i mm-hmm. i love to hear that um unfortunately your texas little your texas tour um kind of got cut short a little bit because of our damn climate change weather but i don't need to bring her back to dallas we're gonna need (laughs) a show in dallas for you i hope so i'm I'm shooting my shot oh it's gonna happen for we're listening We're, we're sending it out we're making it happen yeah we're making it happen i'm yeah i'm shooting my shot for another dream tour soon now that we're wrapping this up and the energy off of the single release and and all of that i um i really hope to return soon because just to hear from so many folks that they were ready to see the shows like 
what <laughs> oh absolutely that's what i'm saying it was like i know this sounds silly but i think that's what happens with like behind the scenes type of people it's like you you know about them because i'm like i knew about you but i didn't know you right and so yeah. it was like that it's like these powers these entities and so to see you then get in front of a mic or i think even whenever i met you in person a few months ago and you were sharing old footage of you singing and i was like holy shit like i've been waiting for a beautiful brown um curvy girl to shine like that's what i needed you know like that's what the world needs to see so i'm definitely just so excited for you and i'm glad to hear that you know you feel this different kind of comfort um and you don't have to mother anyone else right you can now um step into yourself and take take center stage Ooh, I had to breathe deeply for that one and receive mm. that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. So how has that journey been then um, in the transition of like, you know, reclaiming, reclaiming your spot? I mean, it's, um, it's been jarring uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I think it's been an interesting transition where um, I still was like grappling on like my next steps in the music industry, trying to find a full-time gig uh, right. finding something that's all aligned but then all of a sudden the universe was just like the timing didn't work out uh, the terms right. didn't work out um sea, you know and um then every single door started opening up for me to be creative and so I think like when you are in a space where you're consistently of service it feels selfish to do something for yourself mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, and that's so real. that's that's been the journey for me of really shedding the the fear of what others would think for me pouring into my cup like this for the first time in in my career where I was consistently right. pouring everyone else's cup first you know and learning that Absolutely. you know in a healing process you have to like put on your oxygen mask first and I'm, so it's learning how to do that mm. uh, and, and, um so it's been yeah it's been a hard one because like we internalize that even as like kids of immigrants where we like take on everyone else's like um you know pain and trauma and struggle Mm -hmm. and wanting to solve it you know and I think that manifested in the career that I chose straight out of college right (laughs) right Um, and so now that I'm stepping into this it's extremely vulnerable um Mm. you know it's like everyone's really seeing the inner workings of of me and these songs are like journal entries you know over wow. the last few years i'm like guess who for us i wrote like four years ago so like that's oh, so wild wow. to like release a song and sing a song where like i was in that place for i wrote that song four years ago oh i did not know that i let me just tell you this <laughs> this song has not left my mind for two three weeks since you started like <laughs> promoing it wow. because it's that strong it's that powerful it's that necessary right because i you. think we're all feeling a lot of things <laughs> and the oh, yeah. vibe you bring my to it is exactly yes we're here Thank we're ready you. we've been waiting it's for my sensitive babies, i love it Tell- for sure <laughs> <laughs> pisces gang right here you know oh, we have goodness. a lot of emotions <laughs> what is your sign now i now i have to know your sign well, I'm a Sagittarius, but... Okay, yes. Your birthday I've, just passed. I remember. Yes, November 26th, but I have many Scorpio placements, so I really okay. identify in the Scorpio range Beautiful. I'm like, I feel like you're more sensitive than a Sag usually is, so oh, that makes for a lot sure. more sense. I, it's like water a, sign. Yeah, I try to front for a bit and like really <laughs> control, 
And then like the five Scorpio placements on my chart are like not five. What's up? They're like, oh five. really? You think we're not here? You don't uh-huh. think we're gonna bite you? Because we will. Oh, exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so then I can. I am sad that we didn't get to watch it, but I need to hear more about the Miha experience and Sundance oh. because you have had amazing thing after amazing thing after amazing thing, and I know we have to wrap soon. So I'm trying to get as much as I can. Of course, but I want to hear about Sundance and then about um, your album as well after that and what that yeah. process been like. Well, I mean, the Miha documentary has been in the works for three years now. Wow. And it's so from starting to film in 2019 to the Sundance premiere in 2022, a lot of life happened then. You know, the original mm-hmm. concept of the documentary isn't what it ended up being. You know, the um, wow. you know there's a lot of press that's circulating around the film, which I'm extremely grateful for that folks are amplifying this story. Okay. But, um, you know, I think some folks like really understood what went down because, you know, things are a bit vague in the, in that in the film but for people to you know make their own sense of it right but that Mm -hmm. film is essentially a time capsule of my moment as a manager and really facing failure you know Mm -hmm. um and how difficult it is to face failure when you have the weight of your family on your shoulders you know um and then trying to navigate through like what my next steps were going to be in the industry and that being uh one of mentorship you know and um you know finding jacks you know that was me really trying to understand like how i can still be a service to this like latinx indie movement continuing but Mm -hmm. stepping out of the role of manager you know um so it's something that um, I think a, a lot of folks perceive that I'm her manager in the film, but if you watch the film, I'm in one of the scenes, I'm introducing her to her managers. Oh, um, wow. Uh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. And, you know, in Dallas, you know, Dallas's own Jack Scott, you know? Um, and then, you know, and linking her up with, with trusted people that, like, I have had the the honor to, like, come up with in this industry over at Cosmica artists and uh, I knew that they were going to be the right folks to help navigate her career and so you really see like um you know not only me navigating the music industry but it's really a film about immigration you know Mm. it's like it's it was the the documentary director was very intentional and kind of really secretly making that happen where like you think you know you're watching a film about just like this music moment but really it's um, surrounding by the ethos of what it, it really is to be um, a first gen kid of immigrants here in the States and how complicated that experience is, you know, whether you were born into a mixed status family or you just deal with the pressures of feeling like you need to succeed in order to honor sacrifices of immigration, etc. And so, um, you know, this this film started when like we were on this like rocket ship and then the pandemic hit. So a a lot happened in the film and and like a lot of life that took place in those three years um, aren't in the film either, you know? So it's like having to reconcile with that as like an individual of like, you know, there's a very specific story that's told in the film and I'm very grateful and honored as to like how um, it was told, you know? Mm -hmm. I I think you still still get the most important takeaway of what the, the point of the documentary is, which is just like an inside look to a story that not many 
get a chance to tell out of fear um, or, mm. you know, um, mostly out of fear, you know. It, right, right, right. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that, that along with the music, so, like, so going into your question about, like, mm-hmm. the upcoming, like, project, like, those are the most vulnerable projects that I've been sitting on for years. Like, no wow. one knew about the documentary, uh, and like, publicly, unless you were, like, in, like, my close circle or of something. Course. Like, you didn't really know that the documentary was happening until we announced mm. that it was being premiered at Sundance. <laughs> right. Kind of a huge deal. Yeah. That's so amazing. <laughs> and then same thing with the music, where, like, no one knew that I was going to be releasing an EP until Remesca announced it as like their top 10 albums that they're excited hey. for this year, you know? And um, that was a practice for me to really keep these projects close to my heart because I thought um, in this whole process of making the film and making this music that like making music was just a form of expression for me to just like, you know, like it's like therapy, like music has always been. And I was just going to like probably just put it out and like not really do anything about it. And then, like, the universe totally rearranged my whole life. Exactly. The universe had <laughs> other plans, baby. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I'm the most vulnerable season of my life. But um, it's, I think, me fully stepping into my divine purpose on this planet, which is Absolutely. sharing my voice, whether it's through my story or music. So we're here now. <laughs> I'm breathing on it because it is divine and it is beautiful and I'm so glad to see you stepping into it even facing failure is something else you said that is so real that people don't ever want to admit right Mm -hmm. and it's hard to even accept accept those hard parts Um, but knowing that you're sitting on it and it's like even knowing that that song's from four years ago, I'm like mind blown because I'm like, what's gonna come next? Like that shit's fire ah. from four years ago. <laughs> so it's just really, really exciting, and I know Me that's too. premiering um, super soon. And this oh episode God, won't yeah. be out for a couple weeks, so it'll be out by the time this is out. Um, but it's so beautiful, so exciting. Thank you so um, much. Is there anything else you want to share about your songwriting journey? Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote this song on, like, the floor of my first bedroom mm-hmm. when I moved to L.A. after college. Um, and I started writing this with, like, my best friends, you know, wow. like, from, from childhood. Like, I, I knew them since high school. So they knew, like, 14-year-old Doris and then, like, Doris trying to get into the music industry in college. And then really me experiencing, like, my first, like, I don't know, like, turbulence in trying okay. to like in loving you know when I was emerging mm-hmm. in my career you know and and so my mom was like giving me advice <laughs> about this situation with some fool that whatever you know but like <laughs> my mom was just like que los, uh, que los hombres encantan sufrir son dejando sufrir and you know this oh can be applied my. to anybody though. Wow, <laughs> I love your mom already. She's funny too. She got dichos like at her pockets like all the time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Eric, those will heal you sometimes though. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna set this down real quick because we're gonna hang out. Um, yeah, no, I mean the the mommy dichos forever. Like and, and so. So that's where, like, the, the chorus comes from, you know, like, que sufras pues, and 
then it was like a very cathartic experience where like it all came out in one sitting. Like my, one of my best friends, Jay, he like was playing, um, he was just like playing the chords and my friend David like followed him on like the keys and like the literally, it was just like a cathartic, like a word vomit, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and it, and it all, all like lyrics and melody came out in that one sitting and it was a voice memo and then it was wow. just a voice, it was a voice memo and a video on my phone for years. And then it wasn't until 2020 when I decided to make the pivot out of management where, mm-hmm. um, and Danny Murcia was known as Ex Mañana, an amazing, um, artist and composer, producer, um, pushed me to go to the studio and record a demo, you know, and we were both in like very interesting transitions in our life. And I think the alignment was just there, you know, and, and so, we recorded the demo and then I kept sitting on that because I was like, nah, like I'm, I'm going to get this full time job. Like I wasn't really fully invested. And it wasn't until summer 2021 where I was in Mexico City with my family when I went back to Mexico for the first time with my parents and we were meeting family out there for the first time. And, wow. and Camilo Lara, who's the composer for like Coco and um, Tu Mama También and Narcos, uh, oh, his wow. art, art, artist name. Oh my God, friggin' icon, legend. And like, <laughs> Um, his 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 artist project is called Mexican Institute of Sound for those yes, who know. And, I, I know um, that one, of course. Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible artist and composer, but he first started as a record executive as well. And so he like sat me down on his couch and, and you know, he, we made some coffee and we we're just catching up. And like the first thing that really came out of his mouth, like, Doris, ¿qué estás haciendo? And I'm like, what do you mean, ¿qué estoy haciendo? Mm. Like, ya, te, ya te explique. Like I was explaining to him kind of these like, job opportunities that presented itself he's like no yo entiendo eso pero yo veo que estás cantando otra vez you know mm-hmm. and he's like he's like yeah veo tu trayectoria se va a terminar creativa pero por favor no tomas tanto tiempo como yo tomé because he like ran like EMI in Mexico wow. he was a chairman you know he's a president of a record label and right. then and then decided to to go into his artist space too so I think he just saw a bit of himself in me and that those words just stuck in my head forever it's like no tomas tanto tiempo como yo tomé mm-hmm. um and so then he asked me if I had been writing music and I played him the demo and that's when he asked if he can contribute to the song and I was like hey, can you do whatever you want with it bro like, exactly I was like tomatelo it's yours it's your right. song now. yeah you can have it <laughs> exactly and and so then like a week later he turned it around with um the song finally living in the universe I've always wanted um to to live in and and that was I think with that push it was like my like patadita de suerte como dicen en Mexico uh-huh. you know um for me to finally take to take that leap um and him, along with him because like he's one of my favorite composers producers artists out there right mm-hmm. now and um that was the same summer where like Mona Ferte was like staying in LA for some time and um she was extremely encouraging as well and all I can hear in the back of my head was her saying like lanzate Doris you know Mm -hmm. and so I'm like Doris like what else do you need like does a friend said like does God need to come down right (laughs) to tell tell you no literally (laughs) you already got like masterful artists practically begging you for your craft Yo, I, I I just had to really sit down with myself where it's like, okay, like I I really needed folks who believed in me more than I believed in myself in that moment just because I was operating out of fear and I didn't know how to like stand in my own like artistic point of view that I felt like it was worth enough to like put out into the world, you know? So flash forward now, 
where like the whole songwriting process and the now into the release process, it's uh <laughs> it's an attorney. That, yeah, that was a noise. That was a noise right there. <laughs> that really just uh, naturally happened. You know, expresses just how scary it is, but it's um extremely worth it. And so um this song took years. Mm. Years and um now we're here. <laughs> I am in I am in awe and silence. <laughs> Because I I don't know if because I hear this terminology imposter syndrome thrown around a lot, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, do you think it's that, or do you think like it is a it's a combination of also like the way I see it. Whenever I because I struggle very similarly, obviously in a in a different realm than you, but very close by, I would say, is like we we have we know we're powerful, right? And when someone else encourages us or reminds us, it feels almost more important than us ourselves knowing. Oh, yeah. Because it's so hard when you're used to serving or putting other people on to really Mm -hmm. say, like, wait, when's my moment? Should I lean into it? Oh, for sure. And I'm such a words of affirmation person. Like, if you you know me and we are close like you know i'm that person who's gonna like speak life into you and encourage you to like go after your wildest dreams and uh but the you know sometimes our most toxic trait is like the opposite of our love language right and so like my my like it's my or most self-destructive trait Mm. is the opposite of your love language and for me like i have like a really difficult time with like negative self-talk Right. And when, like, I give words of affirmation and need words of affirmation, yet for myself, it's the complete opposite. And so it it really is necessary to, I think, have, like, those right people in your corner that are, like, a reflection of you and and mirror that energy to, like, elevate you into the place that you're supposed to be in. And I think I was just very lucky to be surrounded by those individuals in the last couple of years, especially after, like, feeling like a hit rock bottom you know Mm, how beautiful i think that is crucial right that's where community comes in to to lift you up with Mm -hmm. uh, authentic um love and good energy to pick you up when you're down with no intentions of anything else right because what also happens when you when people know you're powerful they kind of leech on and so it is very very easy to get caught up (laughs) with the wrong folks and so it's definitely a blessing to have that surrounding you and i wish we could keep talking forever because i i know that there's so much more um to your story and i cannot wait to keep um watching and supporting and and loving from far away or from close close by i definitely um i'm excited for your journey and i know it's just beginning so thank you so much no i mean i know we can talk for hours like literally give us a whole series and we'll do it hello (laughs) well i'm gonna ask you one more question and then i have a little game and then we're gonna send you off on your merry way um but i did want to ask what do you recommend to folks who want to get a jump start in the industry and don't have proximity um but want to get involved Ooh, start local you know Mm. like um a lot of your your foot in the door is going to be through internships and a lot of folks um only provide unpaid internships but for college credit and so if you can find like a community college that offers like an internship course Mm -hmm. you know like usually there's waivers to help you pay for those things or with community colleges it's relatively affordable you know but 
I, I think a lot of people steer away from doing the whole unpaid internship game because obviously it is a privilege to be right. able to do an unpaid internship. Right. But, but I think people, maybe I, I'm just lucky to think this way because I'm like hella neurodivergent and like lean entrepreneur <laughs> for everything. And right. I just, I just see it as an, I saw it as an investment, you know? And, and so like for those who can and start local and start in their community college or, um, you know, they could tap in from there, but it all starts from where you are. So it's like actually supporting like the music community um, that, that you reside in, going to local shows, supporting local talent, uplifting the folks that are around you. Because I think a lot of people, I mean, people always pull this Issa Ray quote where like people try to like network above themselves, but you really have to look to your left and right, you know? Um, it's really all about coming up with your peers. And so, you know, the cold email, sure, to like get... I mean, and like I was that person too, you know, when I was in college, like I entered from a, a very different pocket when I was like interning at like major labels and like, um, and like event production where I was like the only Latina, like I was in the general market. And then I found like this whole community of like Latinx folk in the music industry. Um, but so it really, everyone has a different entry point, you know? So um, do your research, like if you like, bands look at who's supporting that band who's surrounding them and their team like maybe just because i was years of um experience as a fan girl so i knew how to like listen <laughs> we said earlier fan culture is iconic and so okay. over overlooked because oh, yeah. people kind of joke about it but i'm like no that takes love, dedication, research. Like you're uh -huh. doing full-fledged, oh, yeah. important skills. Exactly. You yeah, know, honestly, it laid down the foundation for me to understand how to serve the fangirl too. Like the teen, the power of the teenage girl runs the music industry, Amen. and so never, never count them out ever. They're your, <laughs> they're your, they're your best girls, right? They're there, your bread you and know? butter, dead Exactly. And so, yeah, for anyone who wants to enter the music industry through like any kind of pocket of it it's like you have to start where you're at like and it, i think it's um really easy to get swept up in like where you want to end up being but like where are you starting <laughs> amen i feel you it's beautiful you there's so much already right next to you that you can make happen mm -hmm. don't don't look too far ahead look exactly be present be present exactly. all right well thank you for the beautiful advice i'm gonna do a quick game for us that is a uh what is it called? I always forget the name of what this is, like rapid fire. Okay, please. Rapid fire game. I'm going to say things. You're going to respond. Is there anything else beautiful that you want to share with us today? Um, I am just grateful to share my story in good company. Mm. Um, and I think like it's really beautiful to collaborate with like community that like actually is like a reflection of you you know mm. um you know we, we do it for the thick gums we do it for the, the, for the brown girls that felt count out um, amen you're giving me and, chills i don't know uh, if you understand how many chills i felt throughout ooh. this interview for real oh. i'm not being funny yeah, I mean, it's it's because I think we, we understand one another you know mm -hmm. and like i i i think like as a, a good closing it's like i needed a film like Mija growing up mm -hmm. to give me hope mm 
And then I had to reconcile and like realize with myself that I also needed an artist like myself Mm. growing up. We needed you. We we needed you and we still need you. I'm telling you that now. Because baby, all I had was Selena and she's beautiful, but she is a different type of person. Exactly. I need a girl with a little fun song. Give us a fun song. Give us a teardrop, (laughs) you know. Give us an emo phase. Give us all of that. We We want every last bit. And so... I truly, I know, I know we're new friends, but I do love you. I cannot wait to hopefully grow closer to you. We got the same. The love is mutual. And I have to ask, where can we find and support your work? I cannot wait to support your music and, and see you again soon. Hey, well, you can find me on Instagram as Mija Doris. She's the new tia on TikTok, and I think that's La Mija Doris. Um, She's learning how to use it. I have to, like, (laughs) text my little homie who's helping me out. I'm like, how do I? It's a lot of work. (laughs) TikTok is intense. It's a lot of work. Um, But um, you can find me. Uh, you can find my music under Dori Sanai, which was a name that my parents gave me. And I felt like that was you know, the artist's name I needed to get out the gate with. Um, Let's go. And so, yeah. Um, Doris, like Doris Day, Anai, like the homegirl from Rebelde. You know, <laughs> I know you guys will remember that. Exactly. All right. Well, I have to wrap up. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your evening. I can't wait to see all the continued magic. Dallas loves you. The world loves you. We're ready, my sweet Doris. Thank Thank you for joining us. Of course, of course. Thank you. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Oh my God, y'all. I want to (laughs) cry. I have a lot of emotions. I naturally do, but this just, it really felt like such a full circle moment because we definitely were talking about her career, even without knowing it uh, in 2017. And now we're seeing her bloom into herself. And it feels like the most beautiful reminder that we all are on a different evolving journey that we can, we can decide for ourselves every day. So Thank you so much to Doris for joining us on the show today. It's been a pleasure and you're welcome back anytime. I can't wait to hopefully disco dance with you again someday soon. Um, Our interview is complete, which means it's time for grounding to take a breath. And that means it's time for self-care corner. Woo. Pat, would you like to jump in for this? Because I am feeling emotional and I want to see what you've been doing for self-care. Um, well, I've been doing, I'm still doing my abundance meditations, speaking in abundance. I'm almost, I've been doing it for 21 days straight. So by the time this. That is amazing, Pat. That's yeah, a long time. It's, it's been, it actually like, I didn't realize how much of a difference it makes. Like bringing in that positive energy and like affirming yourself in the morning. Mm. Um, so like it's to the point that I like memorize it and it's almost a routine that I don't need it, but it feels so good that like I'm making my smoothie and I'm just like, let's go. Like, I just feel really good. Um, oh, wow. I'm proud of you. So yeah, that's, that's a big step that I, I didn't think I could do, but I've been doing it. And um, I actually think like, even once this one's done, I'll probably look at other meditations to do every morning to kind of ground me and get me like reset and charged to start I love the day. It. Welcome to meditation world. It's amazing. I'm I I need to do I need to keep up with you now. You've you've surpassed me. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, What's your self-care? What have you been um, doing to take care of yourself during this time? 
gonna be honest my self-care has been a little bit shaky as of late so even your self-care queen is human um that is my reminder to you all because it's definitely uh life lifing but i do appreciate you sharing the meditations pat i have been um journaling and i guess if i'm being very transparent because i i guess i am feeling emotional Mm -hmm. um I started taking medication um, for the last few months. And so that's my self-care is that I find that's important. And and I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you for even speaking on it and being true and like letting that out, because I know that's something that you've been holding on to for a minute. And um, I mean, it's normal. We need help sometimes with that kind of stuff. And I appreciate <laughs> you for speaking on it. I'm proud of you for doing it. I know there's been days where you're like, man, this is rough, but you're out here killing it still and taking care of yourself. And I love you and I'm proud of you. Thank you, Pat. I am 100% the image of a high functioning depressed person. And I think I've been talking about it for years. But, um, you know, as last year, things got really, really hard and really bad. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I decided to try medication again. And so I haven't like, I think I tweeted about it kind of once, but like, I haven't really told a lot of people besides the people I'm closest to because it's mm-hmm. been a process, but I guess I'm just like, you know what, <laughs> since we're being vulnerable, let me share this because I know it is scary and it's um very uh, taboo in our culture, right? We don't talk about taking medicine for our mental health and I finally found one that has at least brought me to a more balanced plane so I'm just really um grateful and if I can share there are some different resources um in Dallas County there is for uh low income if you need help it is called Metro Care um and you can go and get that help and I can post more details um for different people to get help because i know that i needed that um Mm -hmm. they do have a crisis line as well and they accept walk-ins um so that has been helping me um you can also go to different places like um the north texas behavioral behavioral health um which helps with funding Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to say all that because we're keeping it 100 times have been really damn rough and uh, we need mental health help so that's why i'm Mm -hmm. like i can't even pretend that i've had like a great routine lately because i've been very you know kind of up and down and so that's the truth of where i'm at in my self-care journey at the moment which was like i've tried all the things i've been doing therapy and i still needed um clinical help you know and I was still um kind of suffering to be honest so I am grateful to be in a space with people um that you know make me feel seen and heard and can kind of understand um but it is again a journey we've said that a million times this episode and this episode itself even with all its little twists and turns um I think definitely is affirming to um this crazy little thing called life you know yeah yeah. so that is my self-care corner i did literally wrote nothing in the script because i didn't know what to say and i didn't know we were going to go there today but that's how we are rolling and this thing is still knocked down behind me because Jenny (laughs) knocked it down and was so angry that is my dog um so pat please uh i guess actually our final our one of our final segments is our black business of the week um i 
tried this place a few months ago and it was not me still like crying and stuff i tried this place a few months ago with my beautiful friend abby mm-hmm. and it is an ethiopian restaurant off mm-hmm. of Greenville. it is so good it's called desta and i was shook because i've had ethiopian food before but this one was like next level and it was so tasty and i can't i don't even know how to tell y'all um to go get it besides just saying go get it because if you haven't tried ethiopian food it is so flavorful it is and it has so many vegetarian options the injera is delicious and Mm. the beef tips were delicious and oh i just have to go next time i'm in town yes as soon as i left i was like oh i need to go back like i want more of that already (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. that good um my friend said desta means happiness which is beautiful um so that is a beautiful black owned business that's been around for a minute and it's super good you can find them um at 12101 greenville avenue suite 105 and their handle is at desta restaurant dallas i cannot wait to go back it was so good and we're going we're going we're we're definitely going when you come back yes um but now pat lead us then on on the who you got who you got with the cocos um so my girl mitski dropped her album so you know that's all i've had on repeat because real sad girl hours um laurel hell's been on repeat it's really great i some of the songs give me like an 80s like dance vibe which it's kind of nice like you're like sad but wanting to dance at the same time you know the vibes. <laughs> so that's what I've been listening to. I know, the, I know the vibes all too well, honey. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. So that might still be on repeat for I don't know how long. Maybe all Valentine's weekend. We don't know. That's okay. Uh, can we bring um, another beautiful icon into the into the room quickly? She was actually on the call behind the scenes the whole time. <laughs> Cindy, can yes. you introduce yourself for us? Hi, yeah, I'm I'm the behind the scene gals. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> behind your faves are other faves that are also yes. iconic, making the magic happen. I need mm-hmm. them to know, and every time I find out more people, it's more badass films um, that are making people shine. So this yes. is the beautiful Cindy who has worked yeah. with probably all your all your all your faves, like, all your <laughs> yeah. faves, and she herself is one of my favorite people to talk to. And I'm grateful to also have connected with via, uh, obviously, my sister, Pat. Um, but it's been And then I manifested her in my life, Eva. I don't know if I've told you that. You did because, well, you can tell them the story. Go for it. Yeah, please tell the story, Pat. <laughs> so way back when our good friend Richard Thina had um, a guest on his podcast, Song Mess, which y'all might have been familiar with. I've talked about it a lot of times. And they talked about all this dope stuff they were doing at Nacional Records. And I was like, damn, this person's really fucking cool. Like, if I want to learn how to work in the industry, it's this bad bitch right here. And fast forward, and I'm like, going, we're going to, I'm going to LA on a solo trip. And, my, and Richard's like, hey, I want to connect you to some badass women in music. And I was like, all right, cool. Links me up with cindy and another one of our friends phoebe and i was just like oh cool cool did not realize that this was the cindy, oh, cindy. <laughs> that i was like they're a badass on song miss um so yeah 
that was like in 2018 that we first met and now she's one of my best friends. And I recently found my journal that I wrote in that journal in 2017, 2016 or 2017. I can't remember when the interview was. Probably 17 because we started in 17. Yeah. And uh, I wrote in that journal, Cindy Lee as like the person <laughs> that I was like, I need to remember the same. I need to find them. And now she's one of my best friends. So that's how she's come into my life. I manifested her. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I was looking through your journal and I saw my name and I was like, because you were at my house and I, I don't know why I looked, I was like, I don't know why, but I saw my name and I was like, Pat. And then that's when you told me the story and we put two and two together. So. Yeah. It's so cute. Iconic. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to, mm -hmm. to be, to be, you know, listening in and hmm. listening to both of you and Doris and all of it. <laughs> it, it honestly, it was like gushing behind the scenes. So. Oh, well, thank you. But you and that's the thing. I'm like, there's so many even with our friend Maria that was on at the jump. I'm like, there y'all are all like behind the scenes magical people that make mm -hmm. shit happen and I just I don't know I'm like oh I feel so touched this is so make it's making me feel so warm especially because this is probably coming out at the beginning of Pisces season so I'm just like look we we do magic and you yourself like the way you carry yourself and move in rooms but still carry this like beautiful spontaneity and joy is so freaking admirable i'm like whoo i want to mm -hmm. be like her she's living by the ocean and then the <laughs> next day you're on tour you know just all these beautiful ways that you literally as a pisces should you just ride the wave and so mm -hmm. i really i really i love i love to be able to to be close to you as well so you oh. y'all need to go look and find cindy because <laughs> Another icon. Cindy, yeah. do you have a who you got things you're watching or recommend or reading that you want to put people on? Uh, well, for this week, I mean, we've been on tour. Uh, so we've been listening to we listen. We still haven't finished the Chalino podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on episode like five or six. I think nice. I did the uh, the um, um, the Coachella theory episode Ooh, last. I haven't so, listened to that. I haven't gotten there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've been obviously since we're on tour, Doris's song has been stuck in my brain, but you can, you know, do that. But we are on tour with Silvana Estrada and honestly, her music is so incredible. She is a poet. Uh, literally, some of her lyrics For is sure. like... One of her lyrics, like I was sharing them on my stories and just writing out her lyrics because they're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like there's this song que se llama Sabre Olvidar. Um, mm -hmm. And she talks about like, voy a callar un par de días, voy a alejarme de tu nombre, abandonar mi artillería y abrazar Ooh. el horizonte. And I'm like, what? Oh. Like, no, yeah. um, She's like that cool. is that is poetry that's like is so beautiful i remember listening to that song for the first time as i was actually on a bus ride in chile i was going from san antonio to valparaiso which is like about an hour two hour bus ride but we were going through the coast so literally i could see the sun set as i was listening to this music wow. And, you know, oh wow um, and i told her yeah i told her this and she was like so that's beautiful that, that's who i got this week chalino i love and it <laughs> no, yes. a great one i always joke with pat because pat's like my hipster queen and and pat was like oh you probably don't know who silvana is and i was like excuse <laughs> me i was like i was listening to silvana in 20 2019 i was listening to al norte a few years ago and she was like <laughs> 
oh and i was like yeah because her voice is like so oh, it's like yeah. butter mm-hmm. it's just so like smooth and intriguing mm-hmm. so i definitely need to check out her new album i can't wait yeah um, it's a it's a lot of the older songs but she recorded to like you know because she's been releasing eps mm-hmm. so like some of her big popular songs are included this is like her first proper oh, album and it's actually it. on it's on an anglo label called glass note so it definitely has like that support for like it's still an indie label, but it's, right. it's an Anglo label. And she has it. sold out shows in LA and San Francisco. So there's definitely like this big support that she deserves, you know? Fire. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. I love it. She definitely has a, a, a beautiful sound and I, I'm going to probably listen after this and cry, but yes. um, I've been listening to, um, I kind of like make little playlists and then I will just listen to them over and over again. And that's what I do. Um, but I did make one that I like that has kind of like um, a little bit of like the Afro beats vibe, but also a little bit of the like pink Panther vibe. Mm-hmm. And then a shout out to Aaron. He put me on to Coco and Claire Claire. So then I started listening to them more, which is more of like a pop hip hop vibe. So I'm really into my little playlist right it's now. Really it's really good. It's a was, good playlist. I was listening to it the other day and I was like, dang, is this still the playlist? Because I was like, literally. Okay. Like, Do you need to drop it? Patreon exclusive. You I know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now because you're a patron. I'm going to give you first. first yeah, I'm a patron. Yeah. I'm a patron of the colores. I yes, love thank it. You. Thank you. I also have been listening to this other podcast as well as the Chalino one is called Mogul. And it's from Gimlet Media. It's hosted by, I believe it's Brandon Jenkins, who used to work with Complex and all of that. But they actually did a season on DJ Screw, um, which obviously Houston legend. And it's been really nice to kind of hear his story and how, um, you know, the chopped and screwed uh, magician made it happen. So that story has been really dope. Um, I kind of stopped listening because they got to one that was about... um, George Floyd, because he actually worked with DJ Screw a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so my brain was like, this is so many layers. But I knew it was very emotional, so I took a little break. But I will return to it because I definitely want to hear his beautiful story as well. Um, so that is what I'm listening to, and I just I can't. I'm I feel like I'm gushing, but this episode just felt so beautiful and fulfilling, and I am grateful to both of you. I want to call my sisters um, for for being with us today and for being your beautiful selves every day. Um, but that wraps it up for us here at the Colores radio thank you so much for joining us it's so exciting to be starting this new chapter and to seeing other people start their new chapters Um, we have so many amazing things in store Uh, major thanks to maria yolisma doris anai and the beautiful cindy lee for joining us today Um, special thank you to all our squirrel friends homies and rider dies on patreon remember you too can become a financial supporter of the de colores radio family today and get early access to exclusive content like we just mentioned Uh, we truly cannot go on without your support subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn review
thank you including spotify <laughs> even though spotify i don't even want to talk about you right Damn now it. they trash y'all need to be those artists and y'all like paying races more than anything mm-hmm. i've been done with joe rogan <laughs> but we're gonna leave that at that um we'd love to keep growing so if something resonated with you in this episode please share it with everyone you know don't be afraid to reach out and follow us at the colores co tweet us if you enjoy our personal thoughts you can follow me at eva arreguin pat at pat dot Aragin, and cindy even at cindy lee 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 lee, lee. <laughs> our theme song is cumbia anthem by El dusty shout out corpus christi our audio editor is jeremy pesina we De- promise De- to keep growing radio. and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly a platform for your voices and work to be lifted support us on patreon or visit us at decoloresradio.com De- thank you for radio. listening join us again next time on decolores radio Bye. Bye.